106.5 WFMP, this is Community Control Now, the show seeking democratic community control of public institutions with a particular interest in the U.S. policing apparatus. I'm your host, Vincent Gonzalez, slamming Cadillac doors, Michael T, man, say what's up to the people. What's up? Also, Nisha, back for the first time, or... Is it about uh, This is like your third or fourth show here. Yeah, yeah Yeah, hello, we got hello. you Yeah, you, you, you with the squad here How you living? I'm, a, I'm good, I'm good That's beautiful Community Control Now Seeks to end the rampant abuses By the state Which greatly target Persons of color And the economically disadvantaged Community Control Now Believes in all power To all oppressed people All over the world For today's show We're gonna finish out Our patriarchy episodes We're gonna talk about The R. Kelly trial his recent uh, convictions here and how that ties into our campaign for community control and just take a dialectical look of all the things and what role does uh, policing have in sexual violence. So um, before we get started with that, uh, Nisha, how you living? Good, I'm good. Still in these books. Still in these books. That's right. You're in college here. What you uh, what you going for here? My master's in social work. Oh man, mm. that's a that's a pretty wavy master's here. I uh, <laughs> that's uh, my I got a degree in that too. So uh, any lens or interest in that that you've seen in your in your studies that you would want to take up as a career choice or? I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. Man, <laughs> hey, I'm taking a number on that one because man, man I, I don't even I work at the Denny's, but um, <laughs> I can see how you living. Well, you know, I'm still in the struggle, uh, trying to complete my white nationalist paper. Um, That's right. It's coming good, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, yes. I hope to uh, be featured on KA's program very soon. That's right. You hear that, uh, KA? Yeah, yeah. Cross-promotional <laughs> plug here. Um, and then I think we're going to do a few episodes to kind of flesh out some okay. of your ideas, man, hopefully. And we've uh, dealt with some of it yeah, already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The work all kind of, you know, it comes back to center yes. in, in so many different ways here. And um, I feel like, you know, we try to stay relevant, pick up on things that are in the news, and just tie it back into the central theme of the show yes. here. So yes. uh, this R. Kelly thing, which uh, we just um, watched a few clips on it, um, you know, just to get a basis of what we're dealing with here. And... Um, so, you know, we were looking at some uh, clips here and um, just trying to get a basis of what's going on. But he was just charged uh, last week, one count of racketeering, eight counts of sex trafficking. All right. These are allegations from about a couple of years ago. Uh, so the uh, R. Kelly, Robert Kelly, R&B singer, I mean, just in terms of the genre of R&B, probably um, the most uh, highest selling artist, uh, crossover artist who's probably sold, you know, tens of millions of records. I Believe I Can Fly. People can recall that song from the 90s, Space Jam. That was huge for him. So a man of, of high notoriety and for a number of years had had these uh, allegations of different sorts um it's on the record known that he married a uh, 15 year old Aaliyah uh, illegally the, the marriage was annulled because he forged documents 
Uh, he was perhaps uh, in his um, early 30s, 30s at the time, yeah. So um, that's against the law. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, so having that, that was from the 90s. Um, he had a, a trial for a sex tape that he had uh, with underage girls. Um, it was, I've never seen the tape. That's against the law, too, to watch that tape. But from what I've heard feedback, it's like it's a very strong chance that that's him in the tape. Um, that was used as evidence against him. He beats that charge from having, uh, you know, underage uh, girls. But there's, you know, a multitude of stories about his behavior with uh, underage girls. And uh, this leaned more towards into um, abuse allegations of a... Uh, intimidation, uh, coercion, isolation of these women. Um, He was holding them against their will, according to their families. When the women would be um, questioned about it, they would say, no, he's good to me. You know, so for years, even though these, you know, it's an open secret, uh, and particularly in the black community, in, uh, in his hometown of Chicago, a lot of people knew about this, but he uh, skirted responsibility with uh, what appears to be now. So we we know when people get convicted of things, we don't hold our breath too much on this show here. Um, you don't know what type of uh, sentencing he's going to get, uh, anything of that order, but it appears that some of his, uh, his behaviors are uh, being held to the court of law here. So let's just uh, let's bounce it around, man. Like what, what do you think took so long? I mean, it was, you know, it was, was kind of, I mean, how, when you first heard about allegations, did you say, what, him? No. What are you talking about? Or was you like, oh, yeah, this is from, you know. That was like about time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so many people was, you know, uh, adjacent to that. And we talked about it a little bit before we got on the air here. And that, um, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that song he did with Jay-Z, that was about the trial he got off with. Um, the not a, guilty whole, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was about. That was crazy. Well, that was actually before. That was before he. So, <laughs> let me uh, to 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 like full disclosure. I would say like in, you know for whatever it's worth, my high school years, um, Chocolate Factory. One of his uh, yes. stepping the name of love. That was like the soundtrack to my high school years. Mm. Like it was a bit. And mind you, these allegations were known. When I was in high school, that you know, he had this tape out, uh, and but not having the critical analysis to see through any of that, I, I pretty much just, you know, I was one of these people like I like the music. I don't, you know, when we was, know better, we do better. So. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I, I um, don't have any sort of, you know, this the, the young mind that isn't shaped and molded mm-hmm. uh, by a community that puts an emphasis on mm-hmm. that will will lean towards those things. You know, we know that to be inadequate, but so, you know, this is like you said, I think, I think you, your stance is a, a pretty popular stance in particular in the black community where it's like, yeah, I know, you know, but I do want to speak on, you know, what role does the community play in, um, these sort of things coming to light? You know, what mm-hmm. what what onus of responsibility do other persons have 
towards an individual's abhorrent behaviors? That's a good question. And I think um, a lot of it boils down to taking public responsibility and recognizing the importance of public responsibility. Mm -hmm. Like we've talked about on numerous occasions on this show that it's not an individualistic dilemma. We live in a society. So just like with the virus that's contagious, we have to think about that in the public context there's a case to be made that you know all kinds of sexual transgressions and abuse and violence that is a, a contagion too a social contagion that's been with us for a long yes. time yes and you know there are many contradictions involved in this and I know it makes it kind of complex for black people because you know we know we live in a carceral state, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, where the solution to every problem is locking people up. Yeah. Okay, but the question becomes, you know, how do you deal with that type of behavior? Yes. Is it normal? Is it something that we should normalize and just accept? Mm-hmm. You know, we were talking earlier about uh, Bill Cosby. Yeah. Like Bill Cosby's from my hometown. Mm-hmm. You know, great admiration. I loved him too growing up. Um, homeboy who made good came out of the projects dire poverty you know became one of the first black celebrities but does that trump Mm -hmm. his sexual transgressions yeah well I would say uh, to that and and of course no it does not but the, the difficulty the complexity of it all within the black community it's we've we've been sort of we're beholden to these model minority examples and we it, it's gotten to the place where we feel like that that'll be a, a complete negation of anyone else's accomplishments if we hold people accountable for their you know their individual abhorrent behaviors so that's the struggle that we have even though we know that um, this is you know this is not up to snuff this is this is you know, derelict. Uh, you know, unacceptable behavior. Uh, this is this is and this is coming from like personal dialect that I've had with you know other people around the way. It's like we know it, but when it comes to the examples such as an R. Kelly, such as a Bill Cosby, and things of that order, um, we we you know it, it gets lost in the mud. Um, at times, it's like. We don't want white people to see the dirty laundry of this, uh, you know, complex situation. You see it on an individual level of people who don't even have notoriety, mm-hmm. you know, in families mm-hmm. yes. where they'll shelter persons who are. It's an, it's an open secret that they're abusive and, you know, and sticking with the whole sexual thing. But that speaks nothing of the harm that it causes. Mm-hmm. You know, we know, statistically speaking, persons who are abused. Um, can you know? There's 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 a likelihood that they'll abuse others. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no sort of uh, impetuous on kind of stopping that cycle. So within that, you know, we we kind of get uh, more of the same, and, and in many ways, these things can get worse because you know the role of mass media and how it can absolve people. Um, for every person that's canceled, there's probably someone who is uh, 
their their personal responsibilities being skirted because, you know, of all the you know some of the complexities that we spoke on. Here. Exactly. So, and then again, you know, what are we fighting for? Now we yeah. know as leftists that um, the a, a central part of our fight, the central part, is uh, struggle against capitalism. Yeah. But we've got to understand that a part and parcel of that is the struggle against patriarchy and yes. white supremacy. And and we. Uh, in our patriarchy series, we we are imbued in knowing that these things are inextricably linked. Yes, the depravity that uh, the role of capital has done to the family, in particular, you know, the black family, whereas it's you know it's it's caused degrees of just um, you know we feel so imbued as you said earlier to protect persons who should be held responsible for for their you know uh, terrible behavior because we know what the system is going to do it's kind of like uh, lesser of two evils if you will and uh, you know we propose that uh, we'll never get free if that's if that's the way that we uh, you know that, that even though we're faced with you know, many harms and, and, you know, these, these societal forces that are against us to, to not, to do, to absolve people of that is, it's, 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 you know, in many ways can be even worse. So, um, Nisha, how, I mean, how are you feeling here in terms of, uh, the role of the family in particular? Let's talk about the black family and, um, how we see, uh, cases of this sort. Um, and I, I just have to sit silent for a lot of it just because, guys, I'm tired. I get it. I'm, yeah. I'm tired talk. of being victimized. Yes. I'm tired of not being safe. Mm. I'm tired of being hit and beat mm. and treated like a man can do whatever we want. Yeah. He wants to us. And we sit around on bated breath praying for justice. Yeah. Praying for a moment of relief mm-hmm. or respite. Um, and I don't even think it's something this is one of the, the, the many issues that don't even have a color because mm-hmm. this is an issue. I know little white kids that are in their homes right now yes. and someone is touching them. Mm-hmm. I know little black babies that are in school mm-hmm. terrified because someone is touching them. Like this is an issue and this is children. This is mm-hmm. women. This is men. Mm-hmm. This is an issue that is. Ever growing, and I am just sick of it. I know. <laughs> it is, I know. it is too much, yeah, and I and, don't know what it's going to take. And in those uh, charges brought against um, Kelly, there was one boy I heard. Yes. I didn't even know about that. I, I didn't mean, either. this guy when, was abusing little yeah, boys. Many, many, many times, persons that, to the to the heights that you know he uh, acted in these ways. You know, it's it's it, it, and every, it, everything's on the table. You know, but, I mean, that's also the cycle of abuse. Yes. So if you have children that are victimized and assaulted as kids mm-hmm. and there is nothing as a community we are doing for these babies, yes. when they become adults, do we not expect them to go to the behavior they know? Yes. And that's to victimize. To victimize, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's just and it, it, regardless of um, intent, you're causing more harms. Based on wherever you know, whatever the source of the behavior is, I've I've heard that from people. It's like, well, you know, he was he was abused as a child. I think his defense used that yes as a you know 
a reason to sort of uh, absolve the behaviors. He was abused as a child as well. But like, the, the, regardless of that, the impact of more persons are harmed based on these behaviors. And how do we stop this cycle here? Mm-hmm. Um, let's get into that for a little bit. Before I do that, 106.5 WFMP, Community Control Now. Michael T, Vincent Gonzalez, Nisha in the building here. We're uh, closing out our patriarchy episode here. We're talking about uh, the uh, conviction. R. Kelly, the singer, guilty on uh, eight counts of sex trafficking, one of racketeering. And we are discussing uh, just the different aspects and how it ties into our uh, overarching theme of community control. So we know that um, persons who have notoriety, who have money, get away of, with a lot more murders mm-hmm. <laughs> of all different sorts. And um, I would say we want to look at the role of capital mm. in that and the just the, the weight, the, the heaviness that uh, and the onus that our society has placed on entertainment mm-hmm. as an absolution of personal responsibility. When you have the money and you, you have the fame and the success, you can get away with whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Money, you power, know, and access. Money, power, and access. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that money becomes power, which then, you know, because, you know, we've the, 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 the superstructure has, you know, zoomed in and said these people, um, you know, they get that, get out of jail free card mm-hmm. um, and I noticed you know just grew up in the black community still still amongst it um, coming up and then also as a as a as a therapist for a number of years mostly with uh, children and adolescents you see this adjacency still remains mm-hmm. we talk to a lot of kids they want to be entertainers what do you want to be when you grow up it's, you know now it's I want to be a YouTube artist you know, I want to be I'm a TikToker. Uh, I'm a TikToker. Yeah, like this is, you know, you go get an application for that down at the courthouse, I guess. I don't know. You know what I mean? But it's, you know, I want to I want to make it to the league. I want to be a singer, model. And it's, I don't, maybe before, you know, before I understood dialectics, I would maybe be like, you know, no, nah, young brother, young sister, you, you got to want more than that. You know, more putting putting that on them. <laughs> and not zooming out and looking at the role of capital and how yes. we've created a society that is adjacent to these things because the some of the messaging that it puts is, you know, not to better your community, not to make sure that your neighbor's okay. It's about making it, mm-hmm. you yes. know, and hitting success. I always, as a therapist, I always look beyond the lens. And when a kid tells me that, you know, I want to, I want to, be in the NFL, um, you know, the, the the part of that is the money that they pay you is exceptional. Mm-hmm. And I always I always took a step back and was like, oh, he's he's saying he wants to help his mother out. He doesn't want to worry about mm-hmm. his financial concerns anymore. He wants security of different sorts, you know. So understanding that, I was able to kind of like, Give them benevolent alternatives, you know, <laughs> like it's we don't you don't have to lean on that, but it's such a powerful force. And it's really like, you know, we're on this radio station now as some some degree of like trying to gain some influence with yes. the media mm-hmm. of some sort. This is, you know, it's grassroots local radio. And this is a beautiful thing because 
um, we got to start balancing those scales here. We we are, uh, the odds are not in our favor. <laughs> mm-hmm. The mass media structure is just, I mean, so ominous and yeah. looming. And speaking of the mass media, you, and you were talking about tying this to capitalism, the status symbol element that goes with that, I mean, because you are a big, time entertainer yeah. that somehow that gives you some special status outside of a plumber mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. a carpenter yeah. or a dishwasher yeah. and we're supposed to tolerate behavior from these people because you know they're in the media and they got money yeah. and I think that even makes you know some of his would-be victims susceptible to that mm-hmm. because okay now you know, would they tolerate that kind of behavior from someone who had no status? Yeah. But don't we also, as as parents and community members, we push that into into these young people? Mm-hmm. I know in that R. Kelly situation, there were several parents were that several were people. initially completely okay with it because yeah. he was going to help them. And then with them. the little ones, how many times do you go to... Uh, an event and you see a young person singing, oh, they need to be a singer. Mm -hmm. If someone's in football, oh, you need to go play football. We push that. Mm -hmm. We as adults and community push this dream to young people that you need to go to the very top. There is no plan B. You have to be a star and you have to make it. Vicarious. You know, so much of this is, you know, shoulda, coulda, wouldas. And we're placing that upon the next generation of people, which, Mm -hmm. and let me say, so athletics, um, all forms of culture, art, music, everything. That's an important part mm-hmm. of how we express ourselves, our self-identity, uh, things of that nature. But we know what the capitalists promote is is usually not of the of the highest sort of you know uh, self-absolving or you know what I mean. Like they don't they don't promote the messages that you know talk about. The highest heights that you can be, mm-hmm. how to how to uh, you know how to work out these complexities in your life, yeah. And um, so it's it's like you know we we have to get you know because we know the level of influence these things have. Yes, we have to you know figure out. I think one of the solutions is to um, promote those that are you know more benevolent in their scope and and have something to say. That will liberate oppressed people more than anything, you know. And there, and there is some, you know, like you always say, uh, brother T. Like they can't, they can't suppress it all. Yes. <laughs> you know, every you get bits and pieces in these art forms, yes. uh, but the mass of it is uh, it's bad news bears. But going back least. to the other profound point you made about you know putting too much emphasis on just entertainment mm-hmm. again, you know. What makes an R. Kelly or anybody in the mass media more important or yes. more of a role model than, yeah. say, somebody who's cooking for the, a living? The, the utility of it. Like, one to one, the people who support your local environment, I mean, what's R. Kelly got to say about if your trash don't get picked up for <laughs> a month? 
He's probably he's not going to help you. I think <laughs> the case that the trash man is more important than R. Kelly. Oh, I mean, yeah, here, I yeah, mean, yeah, much yeah. as you know, you might like R and B singing. You know, yeah. I mean, Love in terms music, of your makes pr- you feel good, you practical know, you life, into, yeah. Well, no. Would we suffer more from losing an R. Kelly or losing a trash person? Yeah, you know. But how <laughs> rampant is it? Look at the situation with Nicki Minaj and her husband. Mm-hmm. Like it's. Utterly. Can you enlighten us? Oh, so Nicki Minaj. I don't know details because I don't. I know a little bit. Go too much down the rabbit hole. But he has been accused or found guilty of like assault or sexual assault to some degree, and Nicki Minaj is using her money, power, and influence Mm -hmm. to um, berate the woman and threaten her and try to blackmail her to get the charges dropped. That's essentially yeah, kind of. But well, it's just more so yeah to the court of public opinion. And what that means, too, I mean, there's some people who are joining in on that because they like her artistry. So much for sister solidarity, huh? Yeah, no, they, they, you know, that's, <laughs> but I feel like that, that's, that's one of our things, yeah, that's one of the things we have to fight against out here, the, the stranglehold that, um, and, and, and the harms that it causes when we promote these things in, in, in the years that these people, let's let's just talk about the, the, the years of quality of life that R. Kelly's victims have mm-hmm. lost because of his, you know, abhorrent behaviors. And, you know, I think it starts, it starts with us. It starts with us as a community mm-hmm. saying that, hey, this buck stops here. Like we not, you know, everybody needs to absolve. <laughs> you know, we need to talk about you know what what's going on mm-hmm. and 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 deal with it head on and like make sure that people have proper redress you know victims feel supported they have the things that they need mm-hmm. um you know the people the perpetrators of these things and now i will say you know it's 5 minutes left mm-hmm. um i will say now there is a movement in a more liberal based uh sort of uh, um you know perspectives that talks about um, how to um, properly address, and you know, we being being with the collective, we're prison abolitionists. So, pr- part of prison abolition is to um, find benevolent alternatives, then locking someone up and throwing away the key yes. for these sort of crimes. So, I'm personally, I'm not there when it comes to some violent crimes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You gotta go. That's what Robin Harris said. You gotta go. You gotta go. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I that part of it, I, I will, you know, I will continue to have the sermon on. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the difficulty, the complexities of it. We talked about uh, before the show how the recidivism rate of persons who commit violent sexual crimes, um, and you know, it's kind of like double whammy uh, persons who are domestic violence. Um, perpetrators, their recidivism rates are um, incredibly mm-hmm. high. As a counselor for a number of years, I did DV classes, sexually acting out classes. I taught and and just knowing this, you know, those are those are really hard behaviors to rehabilitate from. So the superstructure as it currently stands does not have any proper redress for it. Um, so, you know, just two minutes here. What do y'all see as like, uh, ba- you know, in feeding off of anything I've said? What do y'all see as um, a benevolent solution to these, you know, this this uh, atrocity that we that we're faced with amongst us? 
Well, given the briefness of the time, I'd like to reserve a lot of my comments for the second part of this. Uh, you know, specifically talking about the, the Me Too movement, which was started by a black woman. Mm-hmm. And uh, yep. and also earlier, we were watching uh, several little programs uh, that I hadn't seen before, uh, including, uh, uh, what was the name of that one, Escaping oh. R. Kelly? Oh, Surviving R. Mm-hmm. Surviving R. Kelly. Yeah, I thought that. a l- number of things were brought out there, uh, plus the Gail King interview, yeah. Yeah. Yes. which way to, said a lot. Way to... Uh, Way to tease that second half. <laughs> That's we'll why have I did to it. give you, We'll give you a co-producer credit for this episode <laughs> nah, here. That. But um, yeah, it's always good. Um, yeah, let's 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 make it a part two here. We we got a lot to say on this, and um, I just want us to keep up the fight here. Um, final thoughts, shout outs. How we feeling? Free all political prisoners now. Yes, every time, right now. That's what it is, Nisha. Any shout outs? Love you want to send to anybody? Protect black women. That's mm. it. Let's do it. And that's, we, we stand on that. You know, we, we're, we're here. We're in the fight. Um, all aspects. You know, all persons that are oppressed in this town and, and vis-a-vis the world, you know, we ain't gave up on you. So, community control right. now. Let's get free. Okay.